Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stand And welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest edition of The Bond Chronicles I am Mr. Bond Chronicles, your host And I'm blessed to be here with my lovely co-host Mrs. Bond Chronicles Ah, lovely, glad to have you Mrs. Bond Chronicles And this is Episode 49, one short of what Steph scored in the All-Star game, but we will not come up short on this episode. Uh, We got a lot to get into. It's been a a crazy week in sports, uh, entertainment. We've said this before. We will say this again. We are not a sports or Kanye podcast. However, sports and Kanye gave us a lot to talk about. I feel like you would like for us to be, though. I would be okay with it. Yes, I would. <laughs> but I promise y'all when I come up with these topics, I'd be trying to find non-Kanye topics that are polarizing enough. But you know what I get? I get two chains buying a moon rock. <laughs> like that's what other artists are doing. And I can't do much with that. There's only so many times Rihanna can get pregnant. Like well, she's currently pregnant, so she can't get pregnant again. That's my point. So we can only talk about it so much. There's other people doing stuff. Like who? I mean, the pressure of naming someone off the top of my head now is obviously a thing. But other people are doing things. The world is full of people with interesting stuff going on. The queen has COVID. Do you want to talk about that? I don't. Exactly. (laughs) Politics are awful. Politics be politicking. Yeah. yeah, Everything's up. We'll get into that a little bit. Shoot. Yeah. I be trying. Like, I went to... Costco, and it's it's getting out of control. Like I don't know if it's where we live because we live in a, I guess you would call it a, an affluent area. I think Prince William County is a, a top county, but there's they're going. I mean, Northern Virginia is like four or five of like the top twenty richest counties in the country, but they get out of out of pocket with it. I know. Um, <laughs> so we're just gonna keep doing what we do here because we're professionals. <laughs> And hope for the best. Um, But I don't know if they've been prepared for success. If there's a hunger problem going on, so uh, we'll just have to see what it's going to be. And yeah. Uh, But anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. So we'll start with sports. Uh, We are not going to do a deep dive on what the Super Bowl was. If you watched it, great. If you didn't, you're probably not going to watch it. And it's been A week, over a week now, so we're not going to go through that. But the halftime show did provide a lot. Uh, I've seen a lot of people's takes, and I know we may not be giving it to you as fresh as others, but it will be our own fresh spin because I think we have some differing takes from some of the things I've heard. Um, But I will say initially, I'll, I'll just say this. I was impressed by the Super Bowl, I had relatively high expectations because of the marketing. I saw the commercial, the Pepsi commercial with the the Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre song probably 50 times. And we always joke about how I don't watch commercials. They might be on and I can hear the same I could hear the same commercial 15 times. And if I actually looked up one time, I could be blown away by what I see because I normally <laughs> never pay them any attention. I purposely tune them out and I record as many shows as I can so I can skip them. But 
With that being said, I did go into it with high expectations and I'll stop here and say that it met them and I'll go into more detail in a minute, but I do want to give you a chance to elaborate because I've done all the talking so far. So give it to us. Um, I had super high expectations. I, I feel like I was a little hard on the halftime show when we initially watched it. I mean, I still feel like I've been a little hard on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I believe my expectations were really high, like everyone else's were. And I think because my expectations were so high, that's why I was disappointed a little bit. Oh, that's a big word. Um, I thought everybody did an amazing job. Um, I had never been a huge 50 Cent fan, so I totally could have gone without his um, his appearance at all. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed Kendrick Lamar. He was probably my favorite of all of the performances. Um, I love the cameo by Anderson Pock. Um, Mary looked, man, Mary, if I can look like that in 30 years, I don't know how old Mary is. Um, I guess she's about the same age as my mom, give or take. But if I can look like that in 30 years, mm-hmm. I'll be doing all right, man. Cause she Your mom's looked- 30 years older than you? Um, no, she's 20 exactly. So you said she's like the same age as your mom, but then say I'm saying I you know so in 30 years you'd like still want to look like me. I still want to look like me. All right, I'm with it. Um she's she's just be she's doing a thing. I need to go and listen to her album because I've heard a lot of really great things about it. She's um, 51. Oh, so then she's younger than my mom. Yeah. Go figure. I said give or take. Mm. Anyway, like I would have gone without normal drama. I I think there were other songs she could have done that would have been better, that would have still resonated with the crowd. Um, like what? I don't know. Just but that's the thing. Generally, and, people, and I'm not pointing. I know. At you, I mean, but she, people do that all the time. Like specifically in sports and entertainment, they'll say, "Oh, that person didn't deserve it," or "That person they should have." They'll do a top five list. Mm-hmm. Say, "Okay, so who should you take off?" Well, well, I don't know who you should take off. Blah blah blah, but this person should be on. Um, she could have done another song that Dre produced. Name it. I don't know all the songs that Dre produced. That album, no, the No More Drama album, Dre did a lot of producing on it. And so, Jesus, name a song, name a song, find a song, Robin. Um, we weren't even supposed to spend a whole bunch of time on this. Well, don't. No. <laughs> I just asked a question because I've heard I've heard a lot of people say they didn't care for her doing that song, and she came out and explained. Because of the way the world's going on, there was context behind it. But for everybody that says, don't do that song, I respond with, so what What song song should she she do? do? Give me two seconds. I can find another song that she could have done. Okay. Well, while you do that, I will uh, give the people some more. But overall, I can still talk. Okay, well, go ahead then. I was trying to help you out. (laughs) Um, I thought the performance overall was really good. I thought it was a great moment for hip hop history, all of that good stuff. I thought um, they came out and represented LA really, really well. Probably won't have a moment like that again on, especially not the Super Bowl, again in a really long time. So it was just great. Um, Yeah, it was great. Okay. Um, No, I agree. Well, great. So I thought it was great, but I've heard a lot of people in the moment saying that it was the greatest ever. No. And for me, I pushed back on that a bit. 
I think the symbolism, I can argue with being in LA, all the LA artists, big time LA artists doing LA songs with, you know, Kendrick's people popping out and then the people in the khaki suits with Snoop Crip walking um, and smoking weed and all that. Well, he wasn't smoking weed on camera. Not if, officially, anyway. If you are <laughs> on the steps of the stage smoking weed on the Super Bowl, you know somebody's catching that. Yeah. But to your point, it wasn't during his performance, per se. Um, but that part, I think, is hard to match. Um, Prince doing Purple Rain and it raining and turning the sky like purple, cool, but that wasn't in Minneapolis. It was in Miami. Um Beyonce had that, and I don't know, was that in Houston? I don't know where she did that. Had that formation performance been in Houston, maybe that's kind of close, but even that wouldn't have really been the same thing. So I think that part I would I would have a hard time arguing against. But outside of that, I do think the Bruno Mars performance I thought was really dope. Um Beyonce's was legendary for what it was. But it was top three, top four, maybe for me. The Bruno Mars and Beyonce was, was all one. one. It was Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars. Yeah, I don't Mars. care about Coldplay. I'm just saying Coldplay okay. was the main yeah. event of the... And the then thing. the Mikes was dope. Yes. And I'm trying to think of another one. I actually liked... Was it? Kay, I think Katy Perry, she came out on The Lion. Who came mm, out on the line? I think it was Katy Perry. That wasn't hip hop, but that I thought that was pretty well done. It was better than I expected. I'm not my biggest fan, but she performed well, so I'll give her credit for it. Um, now that you've had some time to look and revisit the married conversation, have you found a song <laughs> that you felt she should have played instead? Ah, uh, she could have done, and I just had it on the screen here. Uh, she could have done just fine. That thing was on the radio everywhere. Bye, all the time. Bye, bye, bye. That that you feel like that would have went with the concert and the, all the other songs that were played. I don't know how no more drama went with it. Uh, she in the explained context, how it went. Yeah, after the fact, but in context, it didn't match. It did. It didn't. Everybody it was, it's else motivational. Sure. No more drama in my life. No, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Just like lose yourself. It's mo it's motivational. Totally different vibe though. But sure, we will just we'll just go with that. All right. So she did the song that best fits. One, I don't think she necessarily fit the event, but since she was at the event, I feel like that was the best song that she could have done. Um, I I thought it was interesting that the kicker for the Bengals is like I'm a kicker. I don't care about what we're going to talk about at halftime. I'm going to stay and watch the show. Uh, so I thought that was funny in a kind of way. I was impressed by Kendrick. I'm not a huge Kendrick guy. I know people love Kendrick. Um, I Kendrick is almost Lauren Hill to me. And that I think they're super talented, but they don't give us nearly enough music. And yes, he's given us more than Lauren has, but he's significantly given us less than others. Actually, Andre 2000 is a better example. Andre gave us a bunch of music early, and since then, we barely hear from him. But when he pops out, he pops out. Same thing with Kendrick. Would love to hear more from him, but we don't. Well, supposedly a new album's coming. Yeah, I've heard. You a know, single he, is dropping. I saw on something. Yeah, that's been weeks. He's turning into Ye, but worse. 
You realize Kendrick was supposed to drop last year around the same time as Drake and Ye and everybody else? Oh, it was rumored. There was never any confirmation. Just like the single. No, there's to- a single, yes, an album that's totally different. My point was he had done he had done two features. Mm-hmm. And so normally people get on a feature run right before an album comes out. But he's done another feature, I thought. Wait, what do? I don't know. I, th- I thought I heard that he'd had another single feature. I don't Maybe know. not. Okay. Nonetheless, uh, I was... It, it was a good performance for those of you saying that there should have been other people there. As she said, one of her biggest criticisms, I don't think she expressed was it felt short, but it was 14 minutes, which is about the average of all the other performances. It was when I look, went back and looked, I saw, I was like, Oh, this is about the same time as all the other ones. The problem was you got so many people 50 got like half a verse M didn't finish his song. So you couldn't have added anyone without taking someone away. And so who would you take away? Exactly. Um, you had to have somebody for the white demographic. You had to have someone for the woman demographic. And then everyone else is all a part of the same group. I don't feel like that was necessarily why Mary was there or anything like that. People, I think, across the board were equally excited the fact that Dr. Dre was even going to be there. And everybody loves Snoop. Men, women, old, mm-hmm. young, white, black, Hispanic, like everybody loves Snoop. And for what it's worth, Eminem still has a really, really strong fan base. That's why people, you know, try to put him in the greatest rapper of all time conversation better than anyone who's ever done it or ever going to do it. So I don't think that's why they threw Mary or Eminem in. They definitely do. Do you you understand? So you're jumping the gun a bit, but you do realize the NFL base Mm -hmm. is what? People? It's white. <laughs> the base of the NFL is very white. Yeah. That's where the cap situation came from. That's where all these racist owners come from. The base of the NFL is still white people. Black people watch it, and we watch it in large numbers. But their base, their demographic is white America. So you're best served to have a white artist. And even that, the white people were still pissed off about the, the Super Bowl halftime. I don't know. I would like to see some numbers on that then. Like the demographics of who watches the NFL. Like I think the... You think it's more black than white? At this point in the game, yeah. I would say that. Just statistically, black people only make up 13% of this country. So naturally, we can't watch as much as football, which is America's game. There's a lot it, of The Super Bowl is don't... the most watched television show every year. Right. You think that's more black people than white I'm people? I'm not saying it's more black people. I'm saying you asked me about the base of the audience of the NFL or football, period. And I just don't feel like, like it's more white than black. I'd say the number is probably close. Okay. Well, grossly disagree on that, but that's fine. Grossly disagree, then we can uh, look it up. We can. Um, but that, I, I guess we'll just kind of get into that. Um, one part of this that bothered me or not bother me it perplexes me to a bit is that difference in dynamic and that the nfl and the nba have similar player racial breakdowns they're both probably over 70 percent black but it was a massive win for this black halftime show to occur in a sport that's predominantly black 
And I, to me, that speaks to the point we were just making, uh, or that I was just trying to make that it's a white man sport that black men play, but the audience and the appeal and the reason cap got pushed back and the reason cap doesn't have a job and all of that is because they're scared of pissing off the white fans because the white fans pay most of the bills. Um, but on top of that, we had this weekend the NBA All-Star Game, and there was, like, no white performers. And that's normal. We had DJ Khaled. We had Lil Baby. And these aren't, like, your token black people. These are, like, like black, 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 black people. Um, you know, like I said, Gunna, who by most is not a household name. Definitely. I couldn't imagine Gunna performing at the Super Bowl, to be perfectly honest. And I like Gunna. And Pushing P is kind of the meme or thing of the year but he's not that ludicrous made an appearance uh mary made another appearance uh to cross over there as well and i know i'm forgetting some people but it was just black but it was expected to be black and we kind of talked about why that is and our daughter which kind of hurt my heart a little bit was asking us Who's Allen Iverson? Because they were interviewing him during the game. <laughs> One, he's Virginia royalty, and we are Virginians. And two, he's part of the reason that hip hop culture is. And there's an old slam magazine with him and his tattoos and the flowers, and him, that whole vibe that he came, it changed the game. They ended up changing the dress code because of him. Do rags became a thing because of him. Players showing off tattoos was much bigger because of him. But I think you needed someone like that to be accepted by the masses in the sport and Kobe as well. And then another, another well, I can't even say that because there's some NFL players that rap too. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. NBA players that rap, which, you know, kind of bridges the culture. But black entertainment likes uh, football as well. But for whatever reason, it was such a shock and all that black people performed at the Super Bowl and not at the NBA. So I think from a racial standpoint, uh, the NFL still has a huge way to go. Also, I think we talked about it last pod with Brian uh, Flores. He did get hired by the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers as like an assistant defense or linebacker coach, which is a huge demotion from head coach, which is what he deserves. But Mike Tomlin and them looked out. You know, maybe they'll let this lawsuit ride out and hopefully he can get himself another opportunity. Uh, did you find the uh, statistics yet? For the racial breakdown of the No Fun League? <laughs> no Fun League? Um, I did find one thing, but it's not telling me who these who did these polls. But for what it's worth, I would be correct based on this, um, this thing that 36% of these Black folks are interested in the... That doesn't make sense because it's 30, 32, 36, and 23. That's more than 100%. So what's other than? I think this is a percent of white people. 30% of white people are avid fans. 36% of them are, are casual, casual fans. And no, 34% are not Don't at care all. at all. But that's of their base, which is still a much bigger number than our number. 36%, Yeah. So 30% of whites is way more than 30%, 36% of blacks. Mm-hmm. The numbers on uh, age mm-hmm. group was interesting too. But again, I, I don't know what 
these statistics are based on. So this is not really helpful. And I can't find a more definitive list. Yeah. So no, I don't have that number for you. Ray. That's okay. It's all right. I know I'm right. It's cool. I went to school for sports management. Um, and I just know what I know. But we appreciate your contribution to the sports conversation. You did a great job, dear. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So on that kind of same line, we had, as we compared kind of the NFL versus the NBA, I think obviously the NBA's done a phenomenal job. Maybe the NFL will get there. I think this is a very, very small step for man, um, a very, very small nod for Jay-Z. We'll see what they do in Arizona next year uh, because I don't know a bunch of artists from Arizona. So we'll see how they follow that up. But we did have Valentine's Day this past week, which was on a Monday, which was a really awkward time to have it. Most holidays fall on a Monday is great. Valentine's Day, not, not so, so much. much. Um, but we did get a versus out of that. The day uh, after. The day after on Tuesday. So it didn't even really count for Valentine's Day. It was literally a Valentine's Day special. They it gave was. It was a Valentine's Day special, but it happened after Valentine's Day. And so, it, it, to me, it wasn't really a Valentine's Day mood. To me. But I'm sure if people watched it with their significant others. And like we did. Made an evening of it. Like, I'm sure it was great and romantic and all that good stuff. Yeah. Glass of wine, some chocolate, and watching on have you wanted to watch. So, apparently, I didn't know this. There was outrage because they weren't trying to put it on Instagram. They were trying to force you to fight TV or trailer app. Yeah, I, they've been doing like the last, I think, four verses. You can't go to the trailer app anymore to just watch it for, for free. free. Triller wants you to pay for their little subscription. I think it's three bucks a month. I'm not giving out $3 a month for something I can still watch for free on like six other platforms. But I don't understand why they would think that something that originated on Instagram, Instagram is just going to be completely out of the picture for it to still appear on. Like I get it. Triller's trying to make more money so they can up the, the level of production and the level of events that they can bring to people. This ain't the way to do it. And then you need to be able to bring good events consistently before people start paying some kind of subscription. So, how'd you feel about the verses? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the verses was cool. Um, I've never seen Music Soul Child in person. And I can't remember. I did an R&B concert, like, festival thing. And I think Anthony Hamilton was there. But I can't remember off the top of my head because at that point in my life, there was just a lot going on. Um, and I may have been really intoxicated, so I don't mm. really remember. Um, but definitively, I can't say, yes, I've seen them both live, so I think they're both amazing. Um, but it did definitely make me want to see either one of them live, mm. um, given the opportunity. And I think we did see that Anthony Hamilton would be here soon, so we need to look at that again. Um, it was great, though. The... The thing that we went back and forth on was like you thought that music, music was gonna wash Anthony Hamilton, and I told you, mm -hmm. no, that's not going to happen. One because Anthony Hamilton's got hits, 
And two, Anthony Hamilton, he still sings all the time. He's always touring. Which was the difference. What do you mean? That, to me, kept it more competitive than the song choice. Oh, yeah, because Anthony Hamilton can sing, sing. Like, his messed up little beard. Like, I don't know if that's, like, his superpower or what. But he better not ever cut it. <laughs> or better not ever fully come in, because I think that'll make a world of a difference. Um, but, yeah, he was singing. And he brought out his, uh, what is it, the Hamiltons. They, they, he just sound really good, and music didn't. There were points I'm just like, I can sing this song better than he's singing it. Um, I don't know for whatever reason when the verses first started, they weren't singing like the whole song, or they were only giving literally like snippets of yeah. the song, and which were some of the bigger songs that they had. Yeah, and so it was kind of hard. Like they were rolling through it so fast, it was kind of hard to like really get into the groove of it. But I think probably around like the fifth song, maybe like they slowed it down and really got into the competitiveness of it. I did not like the host, the guy in the red, the fat guy in the red suit. He wasn't a host. He was just part of music's crew. No, he was hosting, I thought. No, he came out with music. That's why he sat on music side. Oh, well, they needed to take his mic because you could hear him the whole show. And I just I was not feeling his vibe. Um, there were a few really good appearances. I really obviously not obviously because you guys might not know, but I'm a huge Robert Glasper fan. I think he does magical things with the keys of the piano. Um, if you've ever listened to any of his compositions or any of his compilation albums where he's get all these artists to come on and sing while he's playing the piano. Like, it's magic. What is you doing? So I was trying to find his name. because His name's on the tip of my tongue. But um, the Twitterverse mm-hmm. agrees with you on uh, somebody tell Swiss chat. Somebody tell Swiss to chat with Red Suit. Red Suit <laughs> killed the vibe, man. How I feel about this so-called host in the Red Suit. And it's a picture of um, the Temptations. And he's going <laughs> in. So, like, you are not alone. I agreed with you, but I was actually just trying to find his name. His He's, name. Um, but I couldn't, but I was laughing as I was reading. Reading. Those, so no, yeah, like, he was super irritating. He he was. He was killing the vibe. Um, <laughs> the song selection. I think they both did a really good job. I cannot stand you right now. <laughs> I love Twitter. I love Twitter. Continue, sorry. I think they both did a really good job with their song selection. Because that's Jack Thrill is his name. Sorry. I just had to. All right. I got it out. Sorry, guys. Had to give it to you. It's when okay. a man finds a, a target in life, he has to achieve it. He will not stop. That's a good man for you, ladies. Continue. Um, <laughs> oh, you made me forget what I was about to say. The song selection, song selection. I thought that was really good. I think they both did a really good job picking their songs um, to go head to head with each other. Because even like on, in the exchange between the two of them on stage, they were just like, oh, you're going to go there. You're going to do that one. Like, that's a good song, bro. Um. Like, it was, generally speaking, it was a really good vibe. Like, I knew it was going to be good. I knew Music Soul Child was not going to watch Anthony Hamilton um, by any stretch of the means. So, for me, it was really good. And I'm a, you know, I love R&B as it is. So, it was just a good night. 
Um, Not like epic or historic or anything like that, though. No, but I do think, to your point, it was a good balance of competitive but celebration. And so I don't want to see two people get up there and bro it out the whole time because I'm trying to beat you. So I think there's a friendly level of competition, maybe a little trash talk. I think people like Fat Joe went a little too far. Swizz and Tim, when they did it the second time, Swizz went a little too far. Uh, Ooh, uh, Manny Fresh. Yeah, his, his drops was a little too much. Yeah. Um, so I think we've seen that. And then there's been some other ones that were like, I think Monica and Brandy, Brandy they got it together. But I thought, for me, it was awkward, the little bit I did watch. But I think at the end, they, they said, you know, it's all love. But, I think that was more so just the vibes of everyone else because everyone has always played up the drama between them way more than they ever have. Like they've done numerous songs together. They've done a bunch of stuff together. Mm-hmm. I think it, the vibes everyone else gives off kind of plays more into that. Yeah. Keisha Cole and Ashanti, now that was just a hot mess. But she wasn't mad at Ashanti. She was just mad. She was just mad in general. Like I felt like now she's single. But or... it ended up turning more catty because. Ashanti was trying to, you know, stay with a good vibe, yeah. and Keisha was just killing it. Yeah, good for her, I guess. Um, the other one, it was Erica Badalucci go against because they were Joe Scott. They were super crazy, and it was just too much for me. Like I needed a little little sass in there. You wasn't gonna get that from them. I understand, which is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. That you was... wouldn't think you would get that really from uh, Anthony, and I don't think, for what it's worth, had Jack Thriller not started it. I don't think Anthony would have went there at all. Mm-hmm. But then music played into it a little bit. And so there was a kind of that little vibe. But no, I think music proved that he can still sing. Uh, music proved that I don't know how great of a live show he's going to be because he's not the greatest singer. No, I wouldn't pay to see him live. Well, I wouldn't go that far because he still has hits that if he allows the original versions to play, you could have a good night. But if I'm going for a singing uh, exposition. A show? Yeah, that that I don't think he would do really well. Um, and so I, I was that was probably my biggest takeaway uh, as to why the score wasn't the score. I still thought music played better songs. I was also surprised they didn't do like any features like of their that they've been featured on. They did basically all their songs. And some of them, we kind of looked at each other like, I don't know this song that well. So oh, it was only two songs. I don't think them two should have had two songs with that they did that weren't well known. I think they have a big enough catalog for me. And I was really disappointed that it was in LA after the Super Bowl. And I don't think I saw pictures of Jada Kiss in LA, but if you're going to do a song with Jada Kiss on your performance, you need to find a way to get Jada Kiss there. Like, <laughs> He's like the cheat code now. Isn't that what they say? Yeah. Like, versus cheat code. Had he dropped, had he came out the, the Y, like Anthony Hamilton all the way. I would have enjoyed David Banner too. Because he oh, yeah. did the he did the song with David Banner, so or I would have liked if um music had brought out Black Thought for when he did Break You Off. Mm, yeah. That was the only featured song that he did. And that's like a huge song, mm-hmm. not just for him, but for them. And right. that would have been a great um person to bring out. So uh that was my only, I guess criticism of it but we'll see i don't think they've announced when another versus is coming mm-hmm. which to your point if i'm paying something say even if it's 3.99 a month and we got a million streaming services here you better be giving me something more than once every other month um that's just not gonna cut it 
When was the last verse before this one? This is around Thanksgiving. Right. That was a long time. If I'm paying $3.99 a month. But but that's the thing. They put out other content. Yeah, I don't but you we know don't why care I got the subscription. Those, right. We <laughs> you know why I'm here. Uh those minor those fights basically. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't, don't care about any of those fights. At all. Although that Aaron Carter, who did he fight? Lamar Odom. Yeah, that joint. Was that on, that, was, that <laughs> was on Triller. It was. That joint. That was hilarious. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> For the wrong reasons. Um, they oh, they did have, he hit him and he like spun all the way around. Uh, was Bone th- no? It was December second. Bone Thugs and Three Six. And I wouldn't pay three ninety nine for that. Like it was entertaining, but they, they wouldn't fought. have got three ninety nine for me uh, for that. So uh, yeah, speaking of music, and you said something earlier that would have been a really great transition. Um, oh, Triller and why they're going to the, the this model. Obviously, it's to make money and to put money in their pockets, not Instagram's pockets for their ads or YouTube's pockets for their ads. And in a similar way, Ye is doing the same thing. Now we're two days out. So that's an interesting take. So I look forward (laughs) to hearing more about that. Um, So two days out by all accounts, it sounds like we are getting an album. It does. Uh, There's been a press release. He's currently in Miami. Uh, Jack Harlow's down there. The game is down there. The show is going to be put on. It's a live performance, not a listening party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So every released a track list. You released a track list, and it's not, which is really weird to me. But I guess this is what you should kind of expect from him. He had the last Donda was a huge rollout on Apple. Mm-hmm. All the listening parties were Apple. Mm-hmm. Then we were like, he did the benefit concert with Drake, and it was Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, what happened to Apple? And now he's not putting it on any streaming service. And I think it's brilliant short term. But I am a Kanye stan by all indications of the word stan. Like I starting to get annoying. I regularly go (laughs) on his Instagram because he gives you something almost every day, multiple times a day. And I pick fights with people that say ignorant things on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. One is to help the algorithm. I'm about to but, take your phone. <laughs> and that is the one of the most popular comments on every Kanye post. Kanye, put down your phone. Kanye, put down your phone. Somebody take his phone. All these broke jokers in the middle of nowhere are telling this billionaire to put his phone down. I think it's asinine. Not the point of this conversation. But I think, as Ye has always done since I've been... Uh, I've been aware of him. He just changes the game. I see a bunch of people wearing those boots more and more now. I've seen people wearing the jackets like his now. I've seen Walmart and every other marketplace try and knock off his slides. Like, they knock off his shoes. The world just knocks off everything that Ye does. But he's the crazy one. He's the one that's off his meds. He's the one that needs to be committed. But when it comes down to it, he gets it done. We were talking earlier, and the last, let's say, Donda came out what October. Mm-hmm. Since October, he's done met multiple listening parties. He's been fighting for his wife, fighting against her boyfriend, fighting for his children. He got left out of a birthday party. He's been doing Sunday services every Sunday. 
He's now been named the co headliner for Coachella. He's doing a show in Miami. He was running around with Julia Fox for a while. He was in the studio. He's making an album. He's producing two other albums, releasing singles. He was in Paris for a fashion week. Like, I don't know how in the world this man does it. And he tweets uh, a whole, or he Instagrams a whole bunch, and he's calling out Corey Gamble. He, I guess he got dumped. So now he had a post about him, and he put he's put on the documentary. So the man is busy. Busy as all get out. Kind of makes me feel bad because I'd be feeling like I'd be tired, but I don't do none of the stuff he do. But for whatever reason, he's picked a fight with the elite of the elite when it comes to this music industry. And I don't know if I can support the $200 stem player. I've done more research on it and it's cooler than I thought. Uh, it is Bluetooth. You can preload it with your music and other music, but it only comes in eight gigs, which you can put a lot of music in eight gigs, but that's still not a lot of space. So I think there's a lot to hash out there. I don't know how quickly it ships, but my question then becomes, is this an opportunity? And I know we briefly talked about it and you said people under record deals that are not going to be able to do that. I agree with you. But I think we're seeing more and more up and coming artists try to go the independent route. You look at the Tory Lanes, the Nipsey Hustles, the there was another name, I just lost it. But more and more people are trying, Chance was another one that was really big, trying to be independent, that are going with publishing or licensing deals, but they can distribute their music how they want. As that knowledge base begins to rise and seeing someone on this level and he's con continuing to be outspoken, he let Push go out of his deal, although him and Push are obviously still working closely together. Do you see that as a viable option for up and coming artists? And two, what do you think labels are going to try to do to combat that if it becomes a thing? I don't... I don't see it becoming a, a huge trend. One, you have to have a fan base for it to make sense. Um, from the little knowledge of, that I do have of how it works, any artist that's currently locked in any kind of deal, what happened? <laughs> you got to just keep going with this. <laughs> but my note's gone. I guess somehow I touched it and deleted it. So... They're all gone. Okay, well, I can keep going while you figure it out. Oh, no, I, somehow I created a new note. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, ladies and gentlemen, but it did. Uh, my apologies. Uh, continue. <sighs> um, newer artists, I don't see this working well for them. Um, one, you have to have a large enough fan base for it to even make sense for you to attempt to get on there. Um, and... Anybody that's currently locked in any kind of deal, their record label's not going for it in any way, shape, or form um, because it's taking money out of their pockets and they're not going to go for that. I, I don't get the hype around it, like, I, but I think it's because I don't know enough about it to really speak on it. Um, but from what I understand, it cuts the label out. It cuts Apple out. It cuts all those places where you would normally stream your music. And for someone who's independent, who's already has a huge catalog, people are spending, you know, however much money a year 
streaming your music on these various platforms. So having them transfer to this new thing, sure, that works for you. But newer artists, artists that are up and coming, like you said, like they need for their music to get found on Apple or Spotify because, you know, the way that the algorithms work, they curate those playlists for you. And that's how people find new music. You are listening to Pandora or whatever streaming service you listen to. If your music is not available on any of those platforms, it's harder for people to find you making it harder for people to become big fans of yours. Um, and again, like I said, people who are already locked into deals, the record labels aren't pulling their deals with Apple and Amazon and whoever else, Google, any of those people, because they get too much of a kickback from it. Um, so really quick, because that brings me to another point, and I won't spend a lot of time on it because you haven't watched it yet. Um, but in the one of the scenes and that probably the most talked about scene in the genius documentary, which is Kanye's documentary on Netflix, is he goes into Rockefeller's office mm -hmm. and he plays All Falls Down. And there's two frames of thought. One is everybody looked at him like, why are you here? And he left without a deal. He was trying to get a deal. But they were like, we just want you as a producer, not as a rapper. Right. Um, and somebody from, that used to work at Rockefeller allegedly uh, came on and said, no, no, no. This was like the 10th time he did it. And so we, how many times can you get excited about a song you've heard a bunch of times? Which to me also says, so he kept coming to your office playing that same song and you still didn't sign him. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was worse. But I've also seen certain people Ye's one, I would say NBA Young Boys one. There's there's a couple people that have like these followings, even Kid Cuddy's one, that have these followings that could sustain. So your point is up and coming artists, they need ma the majors to push them out and to get them more whatever. I don't have the stats because Ye always deletes his posts, but basically he was saying and in one of these, he said, artists today get 12% of the money the industry makes. And he equated it to saying in the $2.2 million, $2 million he had made since his post, to make that same amount of money, you would have to have 500 million streams of the album. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that math is 100% accurate, but even if it's in that realm, how many up and coming artists are getting anywhere close to that many streams? So if you're but, not uh, getting that many streams, wouldn't it make more sense to quote unquote sell your CD out of the trunk where you get significantly more amount of the profit? I'm not saying that it's necessarily to make the money up front. I'm saying it's so that you can build the following. Like if I made a song tonight, I could go onto Apple tomorrow and put it on Apple. And I have friends, I have family, they share it, it gets listened to, it could potentially pop up in a playlist. Or it, it pops up in people, because I've found artists this way, it just pops up in an algorithm of you're playing random songs on Apple Music, on whatever streaming services you use, and that's how people find you. Not necessarily so much as for the money, more so for the access that it gives people to you. Apple Music and Spotify, I think, are two of the biggest streaming services, mm -hmm. period. If you're, if you're telling me you're going to take 
take yourself out of the, you know, the pool of people who use those services, where are you going to find that big a number of people to replace that, where you would get those potential listeners? So, it's like us, we are in newer podcasts, but we decide to take our podcast off of Spotify. We decide to take the podcast off of all of our services, except for one. How do you expect for people to listen to you, find you, all those sorts of things? That's actually, I'm glad you said that. So for me, and we've talked about trying to find our analytics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Imagine we're if- We're trying to understand our analytics. No, we're trying, just trying to get them. Imagine if everything, every podcast we put out, we had two. We had a video version that wasn't YouTube. It was a video version and an audio version. And it was on thebondchronicles.com. Mm-hmm. We would be able to get all the information. Mm-hmm. We would be able to have funnel everyone to our page. Which, to me, we oh. could still use social media to network. Mm-hmm. And I look at someone like Wale. Wale was huge in D.C. way before Rick Ross found him. Yeah, for sure. Nipsey was huge in L.A. Um, Drakeo the Ruler, who was recently murdered. Young Dolph. A lot of these people were huge where they were. Mm-hmm. The Jeezys, the Gucci's, they were already massive artists. In their bef- way before the labels got them. They went to the label, one, because it's the traditional route. Mm-hmm. Two, sometimes you need an influx of cash to help with the distribution. That doesn't change the fact that the talent and the following isn't there. So, yes, if you want to become the global megastar like Cardi, Meg, all of those, 100%. If you're in the streets and you're trying to stop using street money to fund all your projects because using street money can get you sent away. And we see a bunch of people that get, they finally hit the Bobby Schmurders, the uh, the Pushaisties, the others that finally hit. And then it's like the streets caught up to them. So that part I get, but I think it's a balance between now I'm Bobby Schmurter posts almost every, not every other day, but he keeps posting. I want off my label. I keep hearing NBA young boy who had more YouTube streams than Drake. I, I hope you guys understand the significance of that statement. And he says he's never made a dime off YouTube. That's all went to the label. Mm-hmm. So I have this billions of streams on YouTube and I don't see a dime of it. Why would I do that? But if you get on the Twitter, his fans are the worst. It'll be a post about something completely unrelated. And all these NBA young boy fans come on talking about mid this, mid that, mid this, mid that, about an artist that it could have been a dope song. So I think it's a mentality that we talked about the difference between the NBA and NFL before. Both of them, I think, have problems. Had the NBA quit playing and stop, continue to not play, when that bubble situation happened with George Floyd, I think their impact is far more significant. And I'm not knocking the NBA because they've done a lot of great things. They've given a lot of money and done a lot of things for great causes. But when you can collectively come together, we've seen this recently with Spotify and Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's come out and apologized twice. They've now put different things up on their site because artists started pulling their music. And these weren't even the biggest artists per se. Um, at least not for our demographic. But if the music artists collectively could have got behind Title, and I think Title could have given a bigger percentage, they gave more percentage for streaming, but it was still really small in my estimation. But I think Jay started Title to sell it anyway. That's a whole different conversation. 
But I think if they collectively got together and created, and what I think could be coming is a Yeezy's form, Ye's form of streaming, where maybe he pays artists 50% of every stream. Because at this point, I don't think Yeezy's doing a lot of stuff for money. Like he seems pretty content to everything he touches hits. So I don't think it's a money issue. But in that scenario, I think that would be way more attractive than going the other ways. Now, you can't piss you all because then you won't be in the streaming and then you could be potentially stuck. But that's bad for business. What's bad for business? Like that, and I was going to mention it when you were going on your rants about how great Kanye is. Like, your emotions can't control every business move you make. Like, even with the whole Coachella thing, you said some offhand comment that could be perceived as a shot at my guy who was clearly a shot. But go ahead. Who could you could perceive it however you want to perceive it. And so now I'm not doing Coachella, arguably one of the biggest festivals in the world, because I feel a way about a comment that you made that wasn't even directed towards me and some business has got nothing to do with me. Like that's ridiculous. You can't do business that way. But you can. And if you, I mean, and that's the that's you. He totally can. But people are weary of folks who do business erratically. And but people keep working with it. They so do now. They do. They now. always have. He when did he not took that, when always he took that, have this access. When he took that mic from Taylor Swift, people didn't stop working with him. A lot of people like shunned him for a while after that. They kept. Did he stop making music? Did he stop producing beats for people? I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it happened. Mm-hmm. Even after the slavery's a choice statement, I started, still saw him making music. He was still winning awards. Mm-hmm. Like even after everything that he's done, and people hate him on Twitter, he's still popping up everywhere. Like everybody's continuing to still work with him. He brought Marilyn Manson out. He brought the baby out. He brought a bunch of canceled people out. People still dealing with him. I think in a lot of ways, one, the public perception of Ye and the private perception of Ye, I think are very, very different. At this point, I don't think there's. it's hard to separate the two. But I, I, no, I completely disagree. Because if you, you go, do. Because if you go on the internet, people are killing him all day. Every Shade Room post that they post about him, mm-hmm. People are killing him for what he's doing and how he's bullying. And he's, um, this has all the signs of an abuser. I and mean, he's controlling. This what he does. Okay. You're entitled to that opinion. My point being is I don't see that translating into industry people. Mm-hmm. I see the fashion world still loving him. He's welcomed everywhere. He's with Rick Owens all the time. He's with all the names of people that I don't even know who these people are. Um, music wise, Everybody was on his last album. He has a bunch of people on this album. We Now his music's on a Gatorade commercial, and mm-hmm. they keep playing that. Like, he's everywhere. And some of the people that were against him or that he's pointed the finger at, I don't see them everywhere. Now, I'll be very curious to see Julia Fox kind of running her mouth a little bit. Let's see where you're at in six months. Let's see how many magazines you're still getting. So I think it is beneficial for people to work with him. And yes, that's that comes with it. Jay-Z's arrogant. That comes with working with him. Jay-Z might be selfish. Other people have weird 
nuances and things. You have to deal with that when you want to work with certain people. Like, that's just how the world works. If you want something done, when Lil Wayne was about to go to jail, what do you go do? Ran up with old Big T Donald Trump. Like, sometimes you got to make sacrifices to do stuff with people you may not necessarily like to advance your career. Um, for him, I think this is an opportunity to show people you can do it a different way. And I believe this gen this next generation of artists, uh, this I'll even include Soldier Boy now, are influential enough to maybe not do exactly what he's doing, but I think they've been evolving anyway. More and more new artists are saying, We said that. We when we had we're on the radio, we want to own our stuff. Joe Buttons was big on that, and that was part of where I my mentality came from. And Ye's been really big on that. And I think that mindset is spreading. So yes, the next, I don't know who the next new artist would be, the little baby, when his deal is done, when Drake's deal is done, when these bigger artists and their record contracts are done, I think after seeing J. Cole, well, J. Cole, yeah, no, he's still on, I think he's on Aftermath. I forget who he's with. He's on um, whatever Rock, Rock Nation, Nation is. So Rock Nation may be a little different. But artists that are that big that now have that following, I don't need the label. I can do it a different way. And with NFTs and all this other stuff, I think there's enough, there's another opportunity to make a lot more money in music. When I keep hearing people every day, Rod Wave, Coilerae, keep saying either don't work with Atlantic, they're a terrible record label. Meek Mill keeps posting, and I I didn't that screenshot it. Um, and I was talking to you about it earlier. Yeah, he wants out of his deal. Meek Mill's been saying it, but he said at uh, on Sunday, I ain't doing no more music under a label. I don't make nothing off that. I'm going to wait it out. I hear more and more and more big artists saying that. So if they're doing this to big artists, you already know. Wale said he, he was having issues with his label, and the, he fired his whole management team. I think music is getting away from the traditional contracts, they're seeing all these streaming numbers, they're realizing how little they're getting paid. We're seeing a bunch of people selling their catalogs mm -hmm. as well. So I think there's a shift happening, and I believe he could be a forerunner or at least somebody that starts it, similar to Brian Flores, and then other people might build on it. And I think if you're a record label, you better figure it out fast. Because if something catches, they better hurry up and catch up. All right. <laughs> Guess that's it for that. Um, how do I, I don't even know how to segue into this. Um, so setting a new trend. Setting a new trend. Sure. Oh, did you you move that around? I sure did. You, you're not gonna tell me that you just changed. <laughs> I thought you noticed it. No, it was most of it from the memory. Um, no, these aren't even the same. No, yeah, yours did not update mine. Did. <laughs> what is all right? I Ladies, thought it updated it. No, I told you I didn't. This isn't even all. What are you doing now? You it's just gonna killed. update. No, it's not. It's not syncing. I didn't figure it out. I just <laughs> sent it from here. It wasn't an actual, I'm not even in like notes oh, like that. Jeez. Have mercy, my technical difficulties. Um, but you have so. Two that, chains, bottom move. No, I already talked about that. I was gonna skip that. Oh, that's I, I mentioned it earlier. 
Goodness oh, gracious. I didn't when did you mention that earlier? I said you guys gotta give us more stuff to talk about. Oh, than two chains buying a moon rock. I mean, there's not a lot to unpack with two chains buying a moon rock. One, it's not really a moon rock. Let's be clear. Nobody's recently went to the moon and drilled on the moon and brought you a piece of moon rock back. Apparently, it's a meteor that might have hit Earth that someone got. No, it's not. This isn't some Marvel movie um, <laughs> or something ridiculous. And I like two chains. Now, your album apparently sold 13,000, which is atrocious. Mm, mm, but mm. That, from what I understand, that was the last deal of his album. So, yeah, the last uh, album on his deal. I think Yo Gotti put out an album. He said that was the last one of his group. So, a lot of people are running into embittered deals with NFTs and everything else. I'll be very curious. Snoop said Death Row is going to be an NFT label. I don't even know what that means, but that's what he said. But as trends are changing, the prices of things are going up. Up, up, up. Uh, we talked about my experience at Costco. We've talked about just trying just to find everything. chicken or meat anywhere. One, we went to Giant. There was no meat. We went to Aldi. I don't know where y'all are at. If y'all have these stores, they're grocery stores. They, <laughs> I feel like Giant's everywhere. I don't think so. Really? I think it's only in this area. Like when I tried to find the app, it's like Giant of Greater Maryland or something. It's not oh. even like just the Giant app. I don't think they have Giant outside of this area. Well, that's dumb. I love that store. Yeah, me too. But, hmm. uh, anyway, in the East Coast, we don't have food. <laughs> we uh, don't have food. Like I we will don't say, have food. We don't have cars. But I don't think we have chicken. Because when I was in Costco, there was oh, yeah, a ton. There was a ton of beef. Uh, that they're ster excuse me, steroiding these cows right on up, <laughs> pumping them out. Um, but everything's up. Gas is up. You said it costs well, almost sixty dollars to fill up the gas tank, and this sixty dollars to fill up the tank. And it's winter time. I can only imagine once summer gets if here. It's summer, and it's still like this. We're not going anywhere. We're just—that's not true. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to fly there. But guess what? The ticket prices have gone. Ticket up. prices will be up, right? Tickets. We've been trying. We've been looking at they, flights whoa, whoa, to go whoa, 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 somewhere thought, across yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You just be doing <laughs> stuff on the fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was shining the wall and you didn't stop. You just kept going. I was like, stop. Red oh, means stop. Stop. Um, tickets to fly across the country. And I, I use a bunch of different apps to try to always get the best price. Hopper. And recently I downloaded Skyscanner. And Skyscanner does this little trick where it shows you this is what the price is right now but this is also what the price normally is so you want to try to wait for the price to get to what it normally is mm -hmm. and it's like on the calendar between now and when we're supposed to go technically the flight should be like four hundred dollars cheaper but from now until when we go to where we're trying to go it's only getting more expensive and so we keep trying to hold out hoping that the, it's going to come down just a teeny bit but we might just have to bite the bullet. And it just, came down once, but the flight was like you fly out of one airport, yeah. fly back to a different and airport, and then had an awful layover. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of the territory we're kind of getting into now. It's just like the longer we wait, what's the quality of flight we're going to take? Mm. Um, but it's the price is up for everything, just yeah. everything across the board. And Ugh. for me, I think it's. I have two frames of thought of where we're going. So I get luxury brand and classism and elitism and all that. Mm -hmm. But when your purse is $6,000, don't, don't. I don't know how much more you can go up than that. 
apparently like 30% or 20, 20 or 30%. It, they're up. Chanel's going up. Louis Vuitton said they're going up. Mm -hmm. Gucci, I saw it's going up. Which I'm off, really, really off Gucci. Now, I've bought some Gucci, so I'm not about to throw my money away. So you might see your boy no, yeah, the in the stuff Gucci. The you already own, but I think, is okay. I'm, I'm off. I've been off a lot of those. I don't really buy luxury clothing. Um, I'll buy bags and maybe belts and stuff like that. But some of that stuff is just grossly overpriced. I just can't get with it. But that's not what's important. Where I have a bit of an I have two part two issues specifically with and correct I don't I've never really heard it pronounced but it's Telfar mm -hmm. Telfar had a new rollout great it was a really phenomenal rollout according to what I've heard um in what I saw it was done well it's high quality runway show of fashion week where I get a little bothered is when some when a brand comes out that's something that's supposed to be for the people for the people in culture, knock yourself out. You charge a thousand dollars for your, or charge a hundred thousand dollars for your bag for the culture. I'm with that. But when you come out as like a cheap option for the culture, and then you start price gouging as popularity increases, that bothers me a little bit because I understand the business side. I get it. I I, I promise you, I get it. I understand right now, inflation, everything is up. But when your bags go from around $300 to now your newest one's coming out like $570, almost $600, that's almost 100% markup. That to me, you start pricing your original loyal customers out of the market. I know a bunch of stuff's up, but everybody ain't up in certain environments. And so what I really hope doesn't happen is... Telfar bags become Jordans from our youth, mm. where people are starting to get robbed and shot over the bag because now they can't afford it. It was hard enough to get it because it sells out immediately, but now, it, even if I wanted to get it, I can't, but I saw somebody that did. And that, to me, is where for them specifically, because they came out as more of a price-friendly company, with them jacking the price up as much as they are, that's really where it bothers me. Your For thoughts. me, I'm of the mentality is at this point, like I, not to sound, because we had a conversation earlier where you told me I sounded really elitist. Um, at this point, I can afford to buy pretty much anything, especially like purses and things like that, that I want if I really, really want it. Um, shout out to Ivy Park. Shout out to Ivy Park. And for their incredibly prompt shipping. I ordered it on Tuesday, Wednesday, got it by Friday. Um, so part of me as a business owner, I understand the cost of this has gone up, the cost of this has gone up. It's taking more of my resources to produce the same product at the same price, but... You, I'm selling it to you at the same price, but it's cutting into my profit. Like I get that. But how much of that cost do you carry over, um, you know, and you put on the, the consumer's shoulders? So it, it, it's difficult. One, I'm not going to spend, you know, an absorbent amount of money on something if I don't still feel 
supported by the brand. I've never been a huge, huge designer person. Um, I do want a couple different bags, but this I've always wanted them. I haven't purchased them yet just because right now and probably forever, um, I'm on a huge support black businesses um, kick. I really enjoy supporting black businesses. So when I saw that Telfar was going up in prices, I was like, well, I was kind of expecting that, but way before now, like when I saw Beyonce with the big body white bag, I was like, oh, prices are going up. But, but then he made yeah. a point on his Instagram to say, don't worry, girls, the price isn't going up. And so I want to, and at that point in time, prices of stuff had already started going up. So I'm just wondering, is it because, like you said, because of popularity? Because he was on the Wendy Williams, well, it's the Wendy Williams show, but it wasn't hosted by Wendy right. Williams, obviously. I've been seeing him in more places. Like I said, he did a um, show for Fashion Week. Um, his marketing has gone up, 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 up compared to what it used to be. Um, he was all over the last season of Insecure. Like mm -hmm. everybody had a bag. Issa had earrings. I saw some sandals. Like he was all over that. And so it's like, okay, the price is going up. And to an extent, like you said, you understand that because why not? I'm, my popularity is up. I am a hot commodity. People want it. I guess my thing is if the prices are going up, I need to see more, like more inventory, like more availability. Like it shouldn't be that hard if you're doing a hundred percent. When you said it's about a hundred percent markup mm -hmm. on your actually, it's, it so it was released and confirmed that it will cost five hundred and sixty-seven dollars. This is before tax and shipping, which is about three hundred dollars more than the most expensive shopping bag. Right. So my and bag it's the same quality. Right. So the medium bag that I have now used to be three something. I think it was two something. Keep going. So I want to, if there's, I need to see a reason behind that type of price increase. Like, is that be so that you can put out more bags? Yeah, or is so, it? I'm sorry. Just fine. real quick. The smallest was 150. 150. The medium was 202. And the biggest was 257. So my bag now would be well it's only the new circular design is what they're saying but I think so it's this y'all can't see it. Well, uh, whatever. There's a new design I'll try and find the picture for you. But that new bag when it releases will now be 567. Just when that bag but not the other bags are going up. We don't know yet. Mm. But when that releases, there's a whole new line. There's fashion. They're doing a whole bunch of other things. I know. I've seen it. And like I said, yeah. there, was, there were things from it that were nice, pretty cool, but not for me to see a price increase of a bag that we just paid two something for to it now being almost $500 after taxes and shipping. Right. For a price increase like that, I would expect a huge change in availability, the quality, and it's not a poorly made bag now, but there could be improvements. Um, but I support the brand because it's black owned brand. The um, owner is part of the LGBTQ plus community. Don't look to me. <laughs> I, ain't, I don't know. Um, like, like I, I just support it. So it's just interesting. 
to see the way that the economy is affecting everybody's prices. Because at some point, it's just like, you're going to pay it because if you want it, you want it. So you'll pay whatever it is people are asking. Or you'll rob someone. Or that, you know. Um, But at what point does it become too much? Yeah. I'm with it. So speaking of too much. (laughs) um, Or not enough. We uh, we as a people have come together to try and tell people sometimes y'all be going too far. And yes, the same way yesterday's price isn't today's price. Yesterday's black person isn't today's black person. And as we're starting to see a bit of a shift, it's it's small. Um, I forget the stupid cop's name that just got two years, which is a joke. Um, and I, I, given the fact that she only got two years, I don't even waste my time finding her name, Mm -hmm. but we've seen some wins in the legal system, whether it be George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and a couple others where more cops and racist white people are being held accountable for their actions. Does it take a groundswell of support and money and stuff to raise awareness? Yes, it does. And that is still a huge mountain we have to climb, but I've also seen more and more black people taking things into their own hands. So (laughs) in a restaurant, I believe it was in South Carolina, a white man thought it was suitable. And it was an older white man, so I get it. Like, that's American history. Uh, Felt suitable to call a black man the N-word. And although the black man lost control, he did have enough sense to open hand, <laughs> slap this man 17 times. For what it's worth, the fact that the white man kept getting up and kept taking it, I actually give him some credit because I feel like he should have just stayed down or ran or away ran or something. Away. He just kept taking it. Um, and eventually, shout out to the staff that actually kicked. The, they were, first was talking to the black dude like, you got to get out. But he corrected them very quickly and they backed down. And they told the white man after getting slapped around that he had to go. And so although it warmed my soul, and I will admit this, to see it happen, I do also realize that there are legal responses, just like the baby will have to handle his legal responses for his threat, the threats that were made on his life. This black man will probably have to face some kind of, I haven't heard anything actually come out yet. at all. so. So maybe charges will not be filed. But, and if that's the case, then that might open up the door to even more retribution (laughs) if we can start getting away with these situations where we can correct people for calling us out of our name. Um, But no, for me, it was just, it was good to see. Um, I believe that the, the, the the white man will think twice before he says that publicly to a black man. Um, he potentially could be traumatized, got PTSD. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but rightfully so. So uh, I was happy to see it, and I hope we see more of it and less prosecution the for more it. More of it, because people need to wake up and realize you can't keep doing what you used to do because it ain't like that no more. Your thoughts? So Jesus is still working on my heart in a lot of aspects. Um. But I don't think I'll ever get to a point where you're going to blatantly disrespect me 
and it's just going to fly. Um, I have come a long way with my temper and my temperament towards ignorance. But again, you are not going to blatantly disrespect me and it just be cool. And just, you know, just because I hate the saying that we are not our ancestors. No, we are not our ancestors. Our ancestors had to deal with more than we can even imagine having to deal with and do it with a straight face and still get up the next day, go work for the same people, deal with the same crap day in, day out from the time they were born to the time they died. Like, no, we're not those people. They were stronger than we are. They dealt with so much more. The difference between us and them, I like to say, is that we recognize that although a lot of things have not changed, there are a lot of things that have changed. And if you are bold enough to get in my face and call me the N-word, in my mind, you are bold enough to see what happens potentially after you say it. And I know the repercussions of what could potentially happen to me. I got bail money, period. Like, <laughs> I got bail money. I, typically, I'm with people that if something like that happens, they're not going to let that happen to me by myself. Like, it's just, in this day and age, I don't know how you think something like that is going to go. Like, you just, hey, N-word, what's up? And think that... Ain't nothing boss, you know, I'm just here trying to have a good meal with my fam. No, that's not what's going to happen anymore. And just the, the audacity of that man to... In Black History Month. In Black History Month. He couldn't wait, you know, till March or... I don't know. I, I don't feel bad for the man. Um, I was concerned that he might have injured him to a fatal point. But like you said, his hand was open. So at least he had the where to how to open hand, palm, you know, his face. Um, yeah, I, again, that is not what Jesus would condone. We <laughs> do not necessarily condone violence. You should not go out and seek violence. You should always be an encourager of peace, love, and light. But if somebody ain't trying to receive that peace, love, and light, you know, there are ways to get your message across. And he definitely got his message across. Um, I, I'm I'm not mad at it at all, though. Like, I was yeah. here for the people. It was, uh, like I said, it was refreshing for me to see. Uh, I don't condone violence unless provoked, and then it's self-defense. And, and if, yeah, because at that point, it's just like, I felt my personal space was attacked. I feel... If you verbally abuse abusing, me, then exactly. I can physically abuse you. I There were cautious. I was afraid, so... Yeah. In the world we live in, someone told me that could have turned into some whole... Some a totally, totally different. different situation, so I was protecting myself. Trying to defuse the situation. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you, you had to take out the threat. You weren't defusing the situation. That was not diffusing the situation. Did you see the situation get diffused when it was done? <laughs> there was no more situation. <laughs> you stumped the fire out. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. It, but shout out to that black man. I wish we had man. his name. I was trying to look it up. You can't find no, nothing can, other than Twitter. Which is good. Which is all right. 
you it's know, right. even the video that we see, it ain't super clear on his face. Yeah, so yeah. he's definitely gonna get away with it unless yeah. the staff snitch or something. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't pay with a credit card or anything. Um, straight cash, homie. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, continue to like, share, and subscribe. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy this episode. We'd love to hear your comments. Uh, turn that bell notification on. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We are on Twitter, both actively. Uh, we got an update actually just scrolling at the bottom because I'm getting better at actually posting on Twitter and not just scrolling. But man, Twitter is a fun place to be uh, most days. Uh, but you guys, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I just thought that we should inform people that we are coming up on our one year anniversary since we launched this launched this podcast. We are. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I think it's next week. So next it episode. is. It's next. Um, our 50th episode will be. Our 50th episode will be our. Well, we launched on March 1st, but the first is on Tuesday. So, you know, we're not. We're not. We got four or kids. Are and, you? Oh, okay. Um, See, that's right. I clicked the notification. <laughs> See if you get a notification. But our 50th episode will be our one year anniversary episode. We are super excited about it because when we started this thing, we said on the advice of someone else who we follow, who's super successful, that if you can stick with it for 100 episodes, then you can be successful. And we're at 50. Exciting times. <laughs> um, so sick. big deal, big deal. Big deal for sure. Um, oh, that's a little fun. Um, yeah, anyway. So as you guys all know, in life, things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Always choose wisely, especially white people. Um, don't be no. calling us those crazy names. <laughs> or you might get slapped up. Um, it could happen. I just saw it. It could have um, happened. But as the man showed you, always bet on you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If we have been a blessing to you, go ahead and bless, bless us. us. As you see that it has changed there at the bottom magically with our ways of how to get uh, resources to us to give you premium content on a regular basis. Uh, so we would greatly appreciate any support that you have because we have four kids and <laughs> they are expensive and they eat a lot. And it's been and the price of everything's going up. Uh, but no, God has blessed us. We definitely appreciate all the support. Yes. Continue to do so, whether it's a like, a share, a comment, saving it on Instagram, uh, retweeting a tweet, all of that matters. So we thank you so much. Have a good evening and God bless.